We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What happened in the bulletin without school in 2715? What changed offense? Yeah, the, I think they got going. Uh, so, yeah, we didn't cover the three-point line. Uh, we didn't rebound. Um, and then we missed some shots in the paint that, you know, I thought we made good decisions early in the game. You know, we shot 53% for the game. Uh, spraying the ball out, and then uh, we missed some shots too, wide open shots. Busy. Uh, what's going on, Busy? Just want to know what percentage of blame you give this coach. I don't know. 34.576%. I don't, how do, I don't even know how to answer that question, Busy. He lost. The whole team lost. You win it as a team, you lose as a team. He's a losing coach. He has to, he has to earn it. Own it. Frank Miranda, what's going on, Frank? What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. I'm sorry, RJ's value has plummeted, and he will only bring back a player of Levine's caliber. He will not net you a true superstar. Even with picks, teams will ask for Grimes or Emmanuel quickly. So I think this gets into like the mechanics of NBA star trades where how much do like not all the time, like there are times in a trade, I think where salary is just salary, right? And it may not be great salary. It's just like, you know, it's just salary, right? It's like salary of a player who can play, you know, he's like, he's a functional body. I don't want to say like someone like Harrison Barnes, but that's always where my mind defaults to. So, but you know, someone like Harrison Barnes. And then on the more extreme end, there's like, like a truly, truly exciting young player. Now we don't really see those players get traded very often. Shea Gilgis Alexander is the last one that comes to mind. And obviously he was still on a rookie. He was just starting out in his career. A step down from Shea Gilgis Alexander is, I think, the trade we just saw with Kevin Durant to the Suns, where Mikal Bridges was certainly the, uh, a necessary salary to make that trade work. But as we heard reported today from Zach Lowe and a couple other drink, Zach Lowe and maybe a couple other places, there were teams that were offering three first round picks 
um, for Mikal Bridges. I actually think he he said at one point four first round picks. And then he kind of caught himself and he was like, well, maybe one of those was protected. I'm pretty sure the team he was talking about was New Orleans because New Orleans, with all the picks that they have still owed from the holiday trade and obviously from the Anthony Davis trade, and they also have all their own picks. You could see them easily um, offering four first round picks for McCall and they could have easily put the salaries together with Devontae Graham and uh, and Garrett Temple. And like, again, that's that's a that's a that's a sort of move you could see them making a year after making the CJ McCollum trade. I'm getting off track. The point is Mikal Bridges is that level of player. Now is RJ Barrett at that level? No, but I also don't think he's down at like the Harrison Barnes level in terms of like what, where, how he would be considered in a trade. I think there are still teams out there who would look at this player and be like, okay, we still believe in, in there's some upside here. And you know what, if he doesn't make good on the upside, whatever percentage chance we attribute to to him reaching that we still think we still feel pretty good about the ceiling being good despite the fact that at times this year we have or sorry the floor the floor i meant the floor the the floor being good even though at times this year we have kind of questioned where the floor is um so all of that being said i think that's where he is in terms of evaluation in a trade and it's, but it's still going to come down to the picks because it always comes down to the picks, right? Um, unless on the flip side, the Bulls are, and again, I, I don't, I don't want Levine. I don't even want to talk about Levine. And you talk about Levine's caliber, like Levine. Look, Levine can score. There's a lot of pockmarks on Levine's resume, and a lot of money, and an injury history, and an injury situation ongoing potentially with that knee. So. I that's not a guy I want to offer RJ and picks for. I, I again, I don't even know that I, I just, I, I don't, I don't know that I want to be in the Zach Levine business. I really don't. I would talk myself into it, but man, it's, no, thanks Frank. Appreciate that. Uh, Nick Ahmed, uh, our fan base is being way too impatient on RJ. Okay. We have an alternative take here. I like it. Fans want instant results, Levine, and don't want to accept the realities of developing young players. I am going to push back a little bit in terms of way too impatient. I think there is some impatience at play for sure. He's 22. That matters. Fourth year. Tw- fourth year and 22. Both of those things matter. Um, <clears throat> I think the reason why... And and I, we always talk about how like development isn't linear. I think there is a difference between accepting the fact that development isn't linear and reconciling with either potential, potentially like clear steps back that many feel like RJ has taken on the defensive end and also just like outright stagnation almost from the day he was drafted in terms of the passing slash playmaking slash like awareness part of his game where it's like you, you get little like it, it's not shown in the assist numbers because the assist numbers for 36 minutes are, are literally they're flat from the day he was drafted. But like you do see little moments, right? Little moments that give you hope that like maybe there's something there, but like at the end of the day, 
you know, it's like, okay, well, if as a passer, he's probably going to top out as like a Jalen Brown level passer. All right. And then where, you know, you wonder where the defense is. I, the, the things start to, to, to add up. Um, doesn't mean that there can't be more patience or shouldn't be more patience. So yeah. Thanks. And I appreciate that. Forgot NYC. You're all over the place tonight. Forgotten. Appreciate it. Brunson all-star possibility has consumed me clearly. <laughs> LOL. No, I, I'm, it's kind of consumed me a little bit too, because of, again, how meaningful I think it would be for, for him to go from a second round. Like the dude was the, the, he was the best player in college basketball. He was named the best player in college basketball. And he was a second round pick. Couldn't get drafted in the first round. Being the best damn player in college basketball. And all he has done since he's come into the league is improve more and more and more and more. And this would be, it would be such a meaningful achievement and accomplishment for him, I think. Uh, and, and so I, I want that for him. I'm pulling for him because he puts in the work. He puts in the work and he plays the right way, which is all you could ask of a player. And when he makes shots like this dude makes shots, man, it's, it's awesome. Um, so I'm pulling forward to, uh, cause I think, I wonder if this is his best chance because if they get a star player, like what's his usage going to be, whatever his number is going to be. Although who knows if they turn into a great team, then maybe that's a path too. Thanks for God. Frank Miranda with another one. What's up, Mac? It's your boy, Frank from Patreon. Don't they have to fill Kyrie's spot on the all-star team? I'm confused. Siakam tapes, takes KD's spot, but who's taking Kyrie's? So it appears, even though it hasn't been explicitly reported this way, the implication pretty clearly is that the NBA, since you they stopped doing East-West rosters, because the injury, the injuries are to two Western Conference players and one Eastern Conference player, and they replace those players with two Western Conference players. Um, wait, no, hold on. One East. <laughs> I'm getting myself mixed up. Durant. Yeah. So no, they replace the the players by the conference that they're from. What they didn't do was look at Kyrie getting traded from East to West and say, okay, now we need to put another East player on because they don't play the game as East versus West anymore. In their estimation, because they play the game or whoever the two captains are, I don't pay attention to this stuff, but like the two captains who are are picking the two teams from the whole collective pool that they're not going to do that by conference. They do the injury replacements by conference, but they're not going to be like, oh, an Eastern player got traded from East to West. We need to put another East player on. They decided not to do that. Is that fair? I, you know, league makes up their own rules. I don't know. Um, good quote here from Fred Katz. Derek Rose said he hasn't even thought about a buyout. I'm still here. So my mindset has got to be, okay, I'm going to be here. Rose also said he's happy with the Knicks. If I was mad or something, I wouldn't be able to hide it. That's true. I believe that. Solid pro. Sam Garcia, heart should start in place of RJ. Oh, my goodness. Too gracious. Oh, goodness. Uh, man, I, uh, let's let's give RJ the rest of this year, please. I know I'm. it's coming from me, and I'm always critical of him. Let's give him the rest of the year as a starter. 
let's keep giving him his usage. Let's keep giving him his minutes. Maybe not 40 minutes a night, but like a good deal of minutes. He has earned that. At least. You know, I don't believe it's always been easy for him here. And he's been asked to change his role a lot. So let's give him, let's give him that. Team's not winning any championships this year. <laughs> They're probably not winning a playoff round this year. Although you never know. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate. I, I again, I'm I'm pushing back because just trying to be fair here to a player that I have often been very unfair to. Eddie F, what's going on? John, seems many a Cam fan finds your recent take downing his NBA future, NBA future to be controversial, if not misguided. What say you? I talked about it already. You know, I, I probably overstated things a little bit. When you uh, when you get in front of a microphone and in front of a camera, I, I don't know. I lose track of how many hours in front of this thing I am every week. Um, you, you, you occasionally will say something that you probably wish you could have back. But again, that's the Internet. Doesn't, doesn't, you can't take it back. It's forever. You know, um, and their passion again, kudos to them, all the love in the world to the cam hive. I wish them the best of luck in Portland. Uh, yeah, that's really it. That's all I got. I wish I could. I, I really don't have anything else to say. I really don't have anything else to say. I'm just not very high on the player. That's all. That's all it is. Busy again, back for more. Now that I've had my fun with the chat to test your uh, and test your objectivity, this game came down to missing Mitch less need less need to double and beat if he was there. Um, yeah, uh, for sure. I think they would have trusted the one on one coverage more. Definitely. <clears throat> and again, I, I just like I do want to. They weren't uh, like they were occasionally sending hard doubles, but they were also like, you know, doing hedges like or or again, whether it's nail help or uh, show and then retreat or whatever. Actually, they didn't do that much show and retreat that much um, because it wasn't really they weren't putting him in pick and rolls all that much. So, like, again, I I, I want to give them some credit for switching it up, but like. There's just no easy answers against that guy. <laughs> you know, if you have Mitch, you, you cross your fingers and hope for the best. But he's, I mean, dude's just a beast. And when they're hitting shots, I'm again, I'm fascinated to see how team, other teams try to defend them in the playoffs. And I, if they won the championship this year, I would not, not be surprised in the least. And beats that good. Thanks, Busy. Appreciate you as always. Robert Cross. Robert Cross. Man who got me into trouble the other day. <laughs> First time, long time, John. I'm glad the trade deadline has passed and we are back to watching basketball. I'm sure you are, Robert. I'm sure you are. <laughs> the TV is okay for now. Hashtag 53 wins. I want to know. Is there anything that could get that they could do from here to the end of the season that could get you to re-examine your stance that the TV is safe. Cause I know your window 
your windows open easily and you're a strong, strong man. Pick up that TV with TV with the greatest of ease. You could let me know that off air if you'd like. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Andrew Claudio. Uh, why do you love RJ Barrett, John? Man, uh, it's such a good question, Andrew Claudio. Thank you for that contribution and question. Um, <laughs> I want to believe. I want to believe that I'm wrong. I want to believe that my instincts are incorrect. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really have a great answer with that. Um, I think he cares about the right things, especially for like a young kid. And I, I'm sorry, I still think 22. You're still a kid to me. Uh, I really do think he cares about the right things, even if it doesn't maybe like always manifest itself on the court. He cares. I, I think he cares about the right things. I think he cares about winning. Um, that's important. I think he likes being a Nick or he did before this summer. I don't know if he still likes being a Nick after they tried to trade him. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot of good stuff to like. I wish I loved him. I wish I loved him. Like so much of this fan base does. I really do. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Eddie F John, for the record, I thought your statement about cam was authentic and true to what makes you a good host. And you're a Tibbs guy. So cam is meh. Yeah, I've had to ask myself that over the last like 24 hours. How how much, you know, I, I, and again, when you're in front of a microphone, as much as I am, if you're, I think, I think, if you're not doing some introspection, you're not doing it right. So it's like one of the questions that I've had to come to ask myself as time goes by is it's like I, I've reconciled with my, with my love affair with the coach and defense of the coach and all that. But I do have to reconcile with how that impacts my other takes on other players and I think that specifically is the case with the cam thing because like well cam's not playing so obviously there's a reason he's not playing and and yeah are there things that you hear from that around the way that maybe impact your your um your your takes yes but again you got to take everything with a grain of salt where are you hearing the things from do the people you're hearing things from have their own agenda um and it's just it gets more and more and more complicated I for me, the story that came out about Cam getting upset with an assistant coach saying that, or something about like, whatever, that Tibbs, he was upset that he thought Tibbs wasn't using him the right way. Like that, again, that was a signal to me that like, I, that's not, that's not something I would have imagined co coming from one of the Knicks other young players. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean it's wrong, but I think Cam was viewed on this team as just another one of the young guys and expected to like, you're going to come here and what I, what me, I meaning Tibbs, what I say goes. And if it's f fucking my way or the highway, <laughs> and I think there came a point where Cam was like, well, I don't want to do it your way. And then Tibbs was like, okay, there's the, there's the, there's the bench. And um, that is how things go under this coach. Now there are people out there who think that that is the most detrimental thing to a, an NBA organization as can be imagined. And that is a fair and valid take. It's not the take that I have. But it's a fair and valid take. But 
going back to my original point, trying to reconcile with like, okay, well, if that was what happened, where does that leave me? I, again, I, I want players on my basketball team that I want to root for where it's like, what can I do to help the team? That that's the only attitude that they have. What can I do to help the team? 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 Those are questions one through 10. And question 11 is what can I do to help the team? That's what I want on my basketball team. And so when I'm pretty sure that maybe that's not the way a player is approaching, I'm just going to be completely turned off to that player. That's the thing that gets me out on a player. Um, so, yeah. Um, I also just like, frankly, the skill set, the combination of skills. And again, he's been doing fantastic work for us, putting together pregame film threads. And just, he, he's awesome across the board. Ace Zulo on Twitter, like had a good tweet yesterday or the day before or something talking about like there are some like very particular like skills in his arsenal that Cam just isn't very good at or are missing. And without those particular skills, it's really hard to be a consistently positively impactful winning NBA player. And then when you add into it, the other stuff, and again, I'll just, I'll quote Cam when he got traded here, he was asked, what do you, what do you think about yourself, your career? Now you've been traded the whole thing. And he said, I think I'm a star. I think I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a star. And I don't think that mentality ever changed. And Unless that mentality changes, I do think that there is a very clear ceiling on his ability to have a long-term positive impact on a team. Now, it doesn't mean he's never going to have a positive impact on a team. We've seen Dennis Smith Jr., to his credit, that's another guy. You want to talk about a guy who thought he was going to be a star. He was the number one recruit in the country. Completely, totally had to swallow his pride, was out of the league, essentially, and then came back on Charlotte this year and has like recalibrated his career and a great job by him to do that. And there have been other examples of that. Some guys don't ever do it, you know, and I, you know, I I hate to say the choice is cams, but I think the choice is cams. So we'll see what happens. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if I'm wrong, but we'll see. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Knicks fans? This new year, you've got goals, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Sorry to go on for a while on that question. Okay, uh, says slash asks, Julius Brunson, Joel, contender, contender. Man, if they got Joel Embiid and they paired him with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, close down the garden, put the strobe lights, whatever they had, it when the, with the with the heatles, not one, not two, not three, not four, not. F- I'm kidding, obviously, but like, yeah, absolutely, that team's a contender. I'm also just very high on Joel Embiid. Good question. Okay, uh, Anik Ahmed, Julius is our Demar in a Kawhi trade down the line. Whoa, I would bet on them trading Paul George before Kawhi, but who knows? I also. Like, 
Kawhi clearly wants to be in Southern California. That's he's a Southern California guy. Paul George too, I think. So like, I don't know. Um, now, could Julius be the Demar in a trade for a star? Maybe not Kawhi. Absolutely. I haven't ruled that out, which is another reason why it's like, let's ease up on the RJ Barrett's definitely out of here. I understand that's where the arrow seems to be pointing, but like Julius Randle could absolutely still be the piece that goes out to bring in a superstar player. Guys, two-time all-star. Thanks, Anik. Forgotten NYC, please reiterate your camp take. I missed it, I think. I'm going to pass on that. Uh, you can feel free to go back and watch yesterday's live stream, though, or whatever it was. Was it yesterday? I don't know. I lose track of the days. Yeah, yesterday. Thanks, Forgotten. Robert Cross, first time, long time, John. What are the three keys to the Knicks post-All-Star break? Hashtag 53 wins. I love when you ask me these questions that could be an entire podcast episode, Robert. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, three keys to the Knicks. No, uh, I'll answer the question. Three keys to the Knicks post all-star break. Can I say health is one of them? Like they're still kind of thin in terms of they're going to need everybody, like all of their key guys to remain healthy and available. Um, Uh, so I'm going to cheat and just do an easy one and say health in particular, Mitchell Robinson needs to come back. That's number one. Um, number two, like, um, I think Mitch coming back and them being healthy is like that, you know, that alone is going to shore up their defense. I think ball movement is something that I want to continue watching. Because when this team moves the ball, I think they're a good offensive. I mean, there's again, they're still a top 10 offensive team in the NBA, which is not an accomplishment to be taken lightly. They're even higher in cleaning the glass. So continue moving the ball. Don't stagnate. Don't play hero ball. Continue to, you know, continue to trust each other, have more trust each other. So trust, trust, circle of trust would be my, be my second key on the offensive, on the uh, post all-star break. And then three would be I'll cheat and I'll use like a typical beat, beat, beat writer narrative point. Uh, Win some home games. How's that one? Win some home games. Make yourself a winning team at home, please. Uh, Establish some, some semblance of home court identity. Either that or like close out games better, but I think they've gotten get better at closing out games. So that's why I'll say home court advantage. Those are the best I got. Thanks, Robert. Next up. That's a good question. Busy. Uh, with another one. Thank you again, Busy. Your generosity, again, always appreciated. LeBron James notoriously gets coaches he doesn't like replaced. This is a player's league. A coach who has the mentality of my way or the highway is a detriment. Might be. Might be busy. Might be. Um, Tom Thibodeau is not everybody's cup of tea. And, uh, oh, it looks like this is our last Super Chat. So a good place to finish up. Because <clears throat> I posed in the... So shout out to anyone watching who is a newsletter subscriber. And if you're watching this or listening to this and you are not a Knicks Film School newsletter subscriber, go check it out on Substack. Um, again, shameless plug. We just introduced the Substack app 
or they just introduced the Substack app a while ago. And I just introduced uh, the chat feature on the Substack app, which I realized I forgot to do a game thread tonight. My bad. I'll do a game thread tomorrow. I promise. Anyway, today's question in the chat that I put in there was if you were forced, forced to pick between trading for Zach Levine or Carl Anthony Towns this summer, who would you pick? And it was a bunch of mixed responses, most of which echo the same sentiment, which is that, like, can I pick neither? Um, which is probably where I'm at, too, although I'm not completely out on Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I'm mostly out on him. I'm not completely out. Anyway, very long-winded way of saying somebody brought up, like, well, didn't, didn't like, Tibbs' inability to get along with Carl Anthony Towns get him fired? And I don't know that I would quite put it that way. But because there was a lot of reporting that came out at that time. I mean, if you read some reports, the fact that the coaches or the owner's wife didn't like foul language is why the coach got fired. Right. Okay. It doesn't help busy when a coach is as inflexible as this coach seems to be. That said, some players Love this coach, including some great players. Derek Rose is an MVP. Will go to the grave for this coach. Uh, Jimmy Butler, pretty good player, future Hall of Famer. Loves the coach. Now, I understand the situation blew up in Minnesota, but I don't think that was because of Tom Thibodeau. I think that was because Jimmy looked around and be like, I'm not sticking around to play with these guys. Get me out of here. Um, I need other other dogs. <clears throat> And I think there are other players around the league, like Julius Randle has said multiple times. Now, whether he's talking out of his ass or not, he said it two years ago. He said it this year. Tibbs held me accountable. Now, is that true? No, that's not true. Tibbs didn't hold him accountable. But like, he's still here. He's still, he's some. I mean, Jalen Brunson, we talk up Jalen Brunson up and down about how Jalen Brunson should be an all-star this year. Jalen Brunson, think he doesn't want to be coached by Tibbs? Even Josh Hart, you know, like Josh Hart is a guy who, again, the podcast that came out or it was a while ago, the podcast where Josh Hart um, talked about how Tibbs went to war for him. Now, Josh Hart is a is a role player, but again, he compared like playing for Tibbs to playing for Jay Wright at Villanova in the fact that it was like two like two guys who were going to be demanding is all hell and require certain things. And then, like, again, I'll, I'll go back to one of the few stories that I could actually sit here and be like, so so-and-so player told me, but like, I remember it like it was yesterday and being in the locker room when the Tibbs rumors first came out the one year I covered the team in person and Todd Gibson was very respectful. Mike Miller was the coach at the time. And he was like, I just want to say Mike Miller's done a great job. We'd be happy if he was the coach next year. So and so, so forth. And then he paused and then he's like, but Tom Thibodeau, man, if you want to win games, Tibbs is your guy. Now, is that part of why I love Tibbs? Yes, it's absolutely part of why I love Tibbs. But I do think there is something to be said for the fact that there is a subset of players, and it is a minority, but it is a subset of players that do want to be coached and very much appreciate the fact that a coach is going to, it is going to be my way or the highway. And if they believe the coach puts in the work, well, they'll put in the work too. It's not perfect. 
I think coaches who are overly flexible and overly not um, deferring, but show an over, overly high amount of deference to star players. I think there's a lot of negatives that come with that too. And then if you try to be like halfway in and halfway out, like, which is what I kind of feel like Steve Nash was where you're like on the fence, like, well, that shit ain't going to work either. So it depends on the player. It depends on the situation. Winning always helps. Tibbs is not a coach. that's going to work if you're not winning. Oftentimes, guys win under him. You know, teams win. So it's a fair point, Busy. I appreciate it. Um, and I'll say this. Ultimately, if and when this team becomes a contender under this regime, I don't think Tibbs is going to be the coach. I think it's going to be somewhere else. And it would not shock me in the least if they do wind up trading for a Carl Anthony Towns this summer. If even if Tibbs starts next year as a coach, he does not finish it as a coach. Would not shock me in the least. Or maybe he does. I don't know. But and I think it would have something to do with what you're talking about. Appreciate that, man. And Andrew Claudio with one more. That settles it. We just need LeBron James and we'll be free of tips. Andrew, what what about our do should we revisit? We'll talk about this when we record Patreon tomorrow morning. Um, should we revisit our uh, LeBron to New York grand grand uh what could I don't know, conspiracy theory that we raised when did we first raise that on the pod? Like two insane people a year ago? I don't even remember. Maybe we should do that. Good job by you, Andrew. Is that it? Busy with one more. I encourage anyone to listen to Jalen Brunson on JJ Reddick's pod. That's a modern day coach. JB. No, not Jalen Brunson. JB. Uh, who's he talking about? JB. What's What coach has abbreviation JB? Someone tell me. Andrew text me. Justin text me. Bickerstaff. JB Bickerstaff. Okay. Hey, listen, he's doing a nice job in Cleveland. For sure. Again, many ways to uh many ways to skin a cat. Thanks, Busy. I think that is it. All right. Well, I will end with my usual invitation to uh APJP to <laughs> reminder to JJ Reddick to answer Andrew Claudio's email and come on the pod. Uh APJP, if you want to hop up here and and say anything, feel free. Otherwise, oh no, Justin's dog is causing havoc right now. He cannot join us. Okay. So we will end on that note. Thank you as always, everybody, uh, for watching, tuning in. If you dig the video, feel free to uh, like it and, um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, subscribe to the channel. And Andrew's going to work out the notification issue by tomorrow, I hope. Um, I may have to filibuster for another minute because Justin is apparently trying to deal with a dog issue right now. Oh, no, here we go. Um, Justin, do one last check check for Super Chats. Otherwise, I will see everybody uh, tomorrow for post game after the Utah game. Tough back to back. We'll see how they do. Um, but thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. 
But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.